What's up, listeners? It is September 15th, 2020. It's Tuesday. Brisk morning in Boston. The summer is finally over. I'm actually heading to my house in Seekonk to drop off all of my camping shit, all of my kayaking stuff. I mean, this is it. Next is going to be all my summer clothes. And um, we start wearing flannel. I got a mean beard growing right now. It's about uh, about an inch and a half long right now. It's getting gnarly. Uh, scared the shit out of my fiance. I puffed it up and I looked like um, like one of those. I looked like uh, John Adams, um, John Quincy Adams, like the old, you know, like politicians with like the big, you know, wide beards that come out. Um, it's pretty freaky. So I guess I'll just comb. I combed it back down just because you know she wouldn't want to be with me if I looked like that. So. Um, yeah, it's been great. First week of football is in. Um, positive notes from the Red Sox. We got a big effing game tonight with the Celtics and the Heat. It is a good time right now to be in Boston, especially when all teams have won in the last two days, uh, three days. We got the Celtics with the big game seven win. Uh, we can talk about that right now. Uh, we have to just say it. Marcus Smart is the best defensive player in the league right now. I'm going to say it because Giannis is obviously, um, the Greek freak is obviously out. Right now, I would say Marcus Smart is playing with heart. Uh, He's playing with just intensity. He is the engine of that Celtics team in terms of just getting over there, diving, and and just playing the best he can play. Um, And then you got the best scorer, I would say right now, and you can debate this too, is Jason Tatum. He's the best player between the Heat and the Celtics right now. I think he's one of the best players in the league. Um, Another guy who's just leadership role. He's cooler than a cucumber. He's gonna get you your points. He's gonna pass the ball if he needs to. He's not a dick like Kyrie. Um, And that's like my biggest thing with the Celtics. They're just too selfless where there's just times where Kemba Walker only scores like four points. When you know Kemba can drop 28, 30, 32 points. Um, That's my biggest fear is when they pass it too much. They're too friggin' nice. Uh, But my other big fear is, you know, big men. Hopefully Gordon will be back today given, you know, it's a Tuesday. I haven't looked at the um, Twitter or anything going on with, with him, but regardless, you don't even want him to come back. Everybody's playing exceptional basketball. You got to give the, the Raptors credit. They were fighters. They were scrappers. They really, you know, for a returning, you know, conference league champion, you know, that was a tremendous battle that they gave the Celtics, which could hurt them, could hurt the Celtics because, you know, you, you bust your balls um, playing seven games while the Heat are just, you know, chilling in their bubble eating, you know, Doritos casserole. You know, it's like, you don't know, but the same thing happened to Bruins in the Stanley Cup where we had all those games off and we were flat when the, you know, Stanley Cup started. So it could be like this for the Heat. I don't know. I'm more of a, I'm a balanced guy. I mean, obviously I wish it only went, you know, five games, but it is what it is. We'll see what happens tonight. You know, you got Jimmy Butler's also playing exceptional basketball. He's always been an issue for this Celtics team over the years when he was on the Bulls. Um, he was a pain in the ass. Now he's on the Heat. So, you know, I haven't done a lot of research on the Heat. I've just heard a lot of people talking about the Heat. I could give a shit about, again, this podcast is not about sports. It's about Boston sports. So 
whatever happens outside of the Western Conference, I don't know what's going on. Whatever even happens outside of our bubble of Boston, I don't really know what's going on. I'm like the one person that actually still follows baseball. So if you're going to listen to a podcast where you want to, you know, hear about everything about sports, I recommend Clay Travis. That's a great pod uh, guy, you know, I'll kick sports. I listen to that now too. But this is really just about Boston and um, the teams that play there. Cause that's all I really care about. I don't want to know what, you know, um, the Clippers are doing or the Lakers. I, I, I hate them all. If you're not from Boston, screw or, you know, and I'll go over this in the next segment, but obviously if Brady's somewhere, I'm going to talk about that too, because who did not watch that 4, 4.30 game? I mean, I'll get back to that. But I am excited. This is, I'm going to say this right now. This is the only thing that's actually giving me something to look forward to in the coronavirus besides, you know, hopefully a, a, a vaccine coming out is the NBA playoffs. It's been great to watch the Celtics team They've just kicked ass. I, my last pod, I called them out for being immature. I was right. I mean, they, they, they mailed it that last 0.5 seconds, which ended up costing them two games. Let's be honest. Uh, Kyle Lowry, again, I give this guy credit. I didn't even know of him as an athlete because I never, like again, I don't follow sports unless local teams are playing. This dude, you know, he's built like a freaking um, power forward and he's a guard and he just takes freaking charging fouls like it's no tomorrow. And he hits big shots. I, I heard he's a dick to play with, like as a teammate, people just don't like him, but he is, I would say him and Smart up against each other, like that was the battle of who could outdo each other in defense, and obviously Smart won that battle, but Kyle Lowry carried that team, those, uh, those wins, I mean, he was a pain in the ass, and when he fouled out, that's when the game ended, you know, not having him on the court fucks everything up, and that was huge for us to have him fall out with a minute left in the in the fourth for us to seal that victory. Again, that was another close ending. I mean, that, that game six was like double overtime, almost went triple overtime um, if Lowry didn't hit that shot. So kudos to the Raptors. I'll say it again. Um, you know, I'll have more respect next year watching Lowry play. I, the only Lowry I know is Mike Lowry from Bad Boys. But this new dude, Kyle Lowry, shout out to you, man. Like, again, I sucked playing basketball in high school. I played freshman ball and I don't even think I played JV, but I could not hit a fucking layup, but I played good D and that defense helped us out a lot. And you can't give a guy shit if he's, you know, one dimensional. I mean, defense is very important in basketball. If you're, if you're on some guy and you're limiting him from making points and you're also can dribble and pass it to the people that can, you're an asset to the team. Yes, you should be working on your jump shot. You should be working on your layup. I still suck at basketball. You know, I just never got into that sport. Um, I was more of a baseball guy and then football later in my my high school career. But all my friends were playing and, you know, that's all I could do. I could D up. I could be like white on rice. And then that was it. So I have a lot of respect for anything defensive, whether it's football. You know, Jackie Bradley, I got respect for in baseball. I mean, that's a guy who... You know, again, he's still starting on this lineup because he can fucking get anywhere in that huge outfield in Fenway or, you know, Toronto or any of those massive fields that you have to cover. You know, Houston, that that dude, you know, he deals when it comes to defense and you got to give respect for the defensive people. Another big defensive showing in football, you know, um, Stefan Gilmore. He had, uh, I believe, two interceptions or at least one that was huge. 
um, could have been called as a pass interference. But regardless, they didn't see it. And that's what, you know, veterans that know what the F they're doing can, can handle their biz. First defensive back that had defensive of the year since um, uh, Chad Woodson, whatever. Woodson, I know it was Woodson. I can't think of his first name. Um, Charles Woodson. You know, that's that's old school 90s. Like, that's the shit that got me involved loving football. The 49ers team with Deion Sanders and, you know, all those safeties. Like, I, I right now I can't think of the top of my head, but I know Deion was on that team. But, you know, um, Merton Hanks, that's another dude that did, like, the uh, the Elmo, whatever they called it, the, the Ernie when he was running into the end zone. Like, that was deep. Like, I back then, like, Ty Law, you know, all the, that was when the, the cornerbacks ruled the league. And it looks like, you know, Stefan Gilmer is one of those old school guys that Belichick really loves. He loved Ty Law. That's why he kept him around. You know, he got rid of Lawyer because I think Ty and Lawyer might have been like, you know, toxic for each other. But once you got rid of, you know, Lawyer Malloy, they started winning championships more, obviously. And Ty Law kind of, you know, solidified that. So we'll go into Sunday football, um, which was horrible in terms of just the game i'm gonna say this i don't want to watch you know anything to do with politics with with sports i'm gonna just wait till the game i'm gonna wait maybe two minutes into the game and then turn it on because i'm tired of hearing fucking jim nance and you know uh brett gumbel and you know terry bradshaw or anyone else talk about what's going on in the world it, it it's just too much i see it every day in the news I see it every fucking day um, on my phone. Everyone talks about it. I just want to watch football, dude. I just want to make my Doritos casserole and my Asian hot sauce, chili hot sauce I bought at Rent Them Outlets on Saturday with my wings. Like, that's all I want. And I'm not getting that right now. This first week was just like painful to watch. They're actually showing the national anthem now just because. They never did that before. And it's just. It's just too much for me. And as a fan, I'm going to, like, that's what I like about basketball. You know what? Put the shit on the jerseys. That's fine. But, like, at the end of the day, when they're playing basketball, they're playing the game. They're not protesting because they, they're playing. And with the NFL, same thing. So guess what? Pre-game shows, suck it. I'm going to spend that just doing fantasy football lineups, you know, seeing how, you know, everything is. I'm going to go to the gym. And then two minutes into the game, I'm going to watch it because I just can't stand the shit that's just all over the television. I see it already. It's just too much. And you're, again, I'll say this on my own opinion, doesn't represent anything that I'm affiliated with, but you get a lot more doing less. Like the more stuff you're doing in the American public, you're going to get fatigued and people are just not going to get as enthusiastic behind the meaning. I love the meaning. I understand the meaning. I see why this is a real thing. There's some effed up stuff going on in the world and we need to address it but the more that you shove it down people's throats the worse the taste is going to be for the general people no one wants to see this it's sunday football it's it halftime show i okay fine i don't even watch the halftime show i'll watch the the scores but then i'm making my doritos casserole okay and i, I will say this again i made a phenomenal doritos casserole it was super easy uh you know i'm I'm eating like shit because I'm not drinking, but I'm, you know, making some amazing munchies and the Doritos casserole is super easy. Just crumble them up. It's almost like a Doritos lasagna, 
you got like taco seasoning, ground beef, uh, corn, uh, diced tomatoes with jalapenos. You can add, you know, beans if you want. Um, then you just layer it, layer it with cheese, then more Doritos, layer it with, you know, the meat again, then more Doritos and then cheese. And then, you know, sour cream, green onion. This thing came out ridiculous. It was bomb. Um, and that's what I ate at halftime. I was not even looking at, you know, what the fucking Raiders are doing at their, not going out for the anthem. I don't, I don't care. Like the anthem was never even a thing. It was just something that you had to, I mean, not, not a thing. I mean, it's definitely important to play the song of your country, but it was never like a, a political thing. It was just like, oh, we're just gonna, we have to play this because we're in America and it's our, and then you play Canada. If you're playing a Canadian team, you know, oh, Canada, you know, you don't, it, it, now it's just more than what it is. And it's just, again, I wish I could be a uh, advisor to this movement and just say, you know, what the core values of what's going on is great, but now it's just getting hijacked by corporate money that are just trying to make themselves seem like they're part of the movement when they're really not, let's be honest. They're just trying to look like they are because they're worried about the backlash they'll get. Hence, you know, the Washington football team, you know, not being the Redskins anymore. It's like, they just did it because they didn't want to hear it anymore. Not that they have any sort of investment with the indigenous people of America or anything like that. They're just playing a little, they're playing some like legality games to try to seem like they're doing the right thing. And it's all bullshit. And, you know, again, the real voices and, the, and, and a lot of players, especially the Pats, they're like, why, you know, the real shit doesn't, this is not, you know, what what's going to change things, like not standing. You know, which they all stood for the national anthem. Not like again, it doesn't matter. But they understand that to get, you know, that's just like empty shit. You gotta really go to politicians, make changes, um, educate the police departments on you know less lethal interactions. Um, you know that that's the stuff. That's the 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 bolts, the screws, and the knots, and you know that you need to. Um, really really in, in, invest in and again i don't want to make my pod political but you know this started with sports and now it's politics and it's all intertwined and it's just it is such a mess like it's like some it's like my you know it's like some people's families you know what i mean like you keep unraveling and you're like oh man what a you know but everything's messy but this is just with the coronavirus people aren't working you know the vulnerability of everybody's psyche you know this kind of stuff is just drive me crazy and joe rogan had a great podcast friday he had tim kennedy he's like a war vet ufc fighter and then he just kind of talked about you know that like protesters are doing everything that they protest against taking over property um burning down property um building up walls um beating up people that don't believe in their ideology like this is and it's not the protesters it's just I would say it's the 10% 10 of just people that have nothing to do with it. They just want to stir shit up and it's ruining everything. And that's where the, that's where everyone, the 90% of Americans need to turn on these people that are just shit starters and go after them. And the same on the other side, obviously, the, the, the other Republican idiots that do the same shit, that, that's that 10% that's just shit starters. And again, I'll say it, those two people on each side, those 10%ers of each 100% of each um, political side, they're almost in cahoots with each other. They just want destruction. They want... They want the civility and the constitution to just go up in flames so all hell can break loose because they're just evil people. All right, enough of the rant. 
But back to football, I will say that it was exciting to watch the Pats with a new brand, a new style. It was refreshing. Cam was just, you know, they looked rusty, obviously. It looked like, you know, um, the first night of a Broadway show. It's never going to be perfect. You know, you practice, you practice, and there's going to be some bumps. But then, like, you know, the, the show hits, like, you know, it goes on tour. And then, they, you know, as you get better and better, the shows get better, the games get better. And I think that's what the Pats are. They were a little rusty. You know, there wasn't that many receivers that Cam was throwing to, but he ran the ball ridiculous. It was like having Lamar Jackson on the field. You know, it was like having a, but a, a more veteran style Lamar Jackson. And I'll be honest, I think I said this last year, you know, people like Mahomes and Jackson, like that's the future of the NFL. You need a quarterback that can scramble and sling it. And you got Cam on our team now doing that. Brady could not do that. That's what happened with Bledsoe with Brady. Brady was more agile. He can get out of the pocket, dump it off. And then he's old. He has to stay in the pocket. He has to duck under shit. And he's got a quick release. Like his whole style changed because he got older and he wasn't as like agile as he was when he was 25. And then Brady wanted more money. And Belichick's like, I see the league growing and I need to grow with it. And Tom, you're considered what we would say an old school style quarterback. Like a Matt Ryan, who did a great job this weekend as well. I'm not saying it's not easy. It's not plausible, but there's a lot that goes behind having a quarterback like Brady or Matt Ryan. You got to invest more in your line. You got to invest more in your, you got to have a good, you know, you got to have a blocking tight end. You have to have a blocking fullback. These things, because you need to keep these pocket passers in their pocket. If you don't, it, it, it messes everything up. You know, hence the comeback from the Patriots in the Super Bowl where they were down, you know? So seeing Cam out there was so damn refreshing. It was like drinking Braintree tap water and then grabbing a Fiji and just being like, wow, you know, I can really taste the Fiji mountains in this drink and it's refreshing and it's a new flavor and I'm not having that weird, you know, uh, pick six, you know, and I'll get to that. And again, it wasn't perfect, but we won. And we beat a team that plays us very well. We could have beat them even more if Harry didn't drop that football, but I was very pleased to see the Patriots play. I give them a B plus because I'm a hard grader because they're not an A yet. They played, but B plus is still passing in my book. And I can't give anyone any disrespect. I thought the defense looked great, 11 points. I mean, I know it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, but you got some decent receivers on Miami and a really fast running back that they held with with five guys that aren't even on their team right now. So you got to give Belichick props. I mean, and they were playing dirty. I mean, he Belichick even admitted that in his post-game conference he, via Zoom, which is just so stupid. And the camera keeps zooming in on the background and then on Belichick. And it, I, I thought I had vertigo watching it. But um, that was really, really... A, a fucking dirty game and even at the end when they tried ripping cam's chain off which i was wondering what was going on but yeah they you know that's an old like you know a key to lead move where you try to grab the receiver's chain as a form of disrespect and they did it to cam because they're jealous because they went to the dolphins thinking they're gonna be chilling in south beach and they left a winning organization because they wanted a couple more million all right whatever but you know at that level like isn't winning more important like to have like 
you know, uh, another Super Bowl ring. I mean, I'd pay a million dollars to have a Super Bowl ring because there's probably millions behind it that I got paid to be on that team. So, um, yeah, a very good win by the Pats. Interesting next week. Um, we have a big game that we're playing um, against the Seahawks, who looked like the best team in the league on Sunday. So um, we'll see what happens um, with that. Like, you know, it, everyone kind of forgets about Russell Wilson, but this dude, another scrambler. He was OG scrambler before, you know, Mahomes got there and before, um, before Jackson got there. Like, Russell's been doing his thing for forever now. So, he looked, they look sharp. They kicked the shit out of that team. Um, everyone that had C- the Seahawks got just killed it in fantasy points. So, kudos to them. Um, and then, like I said, <laughs> 430 hit. I made a joke. It's like seeing my fiance holding hands with another man. Seeing Tom Brady in a Tampa Bay Bucks uniform was so bizarre. And I'll be honest, the first, you know, eight minutes of that game, maybe 10, was like watching a heavyweight fight. I mean, Breeze versus Brady, you know, tip for tat, touchdown for touchdown. But then like Brady just started missing targets and started making forced throws. And then he had a pick. And then I left and went to Lowe's because I was just like, yeah, whatever. Um, And he just had a shitty game. Then he threw a pick six while I was gone. And he blew it. And it reminded me, like, Brady probably would have did that for us on Sunday. Like, Brady, he's just a little too, um, again, everyone knows that he sips his own Kool-Aid. So, um, he's just making throws thinking that they can read his mind. Dude, no one can read your mind. Like, and even your own head coach now on the, on the Bucks is like, he had a horrible game. He, he made a bad read and threw a fucking interception that, you know, that threw them back two touchdowns. So, <clears throat> again, I don't want to keep doing this, like, Brady versus Belichick thing. It's just so stupid. I mean, at the end of the day, you can't, like, not appreciate Brady for what he did. Um, and you can't, you know, laugh at him now that he's not doing well. Like, you're an asshole. Like, you're one of those people who uses people, and then when they're no longer good for them, you, you know, you're, you forget about them. And that's awful. You got to be, you know, thankful for what they did. And you got to root for their best. I'm rooting for Brady. I want Brady to have a great year as well. Um, and he's got another big game that he's playing next week against the, the Panthers. And that's going to be a tough battle for him. I don't know what's going to happen because the Panthers just hadn't lost. They fucking blew it against, you know, a, a team that they should have steamrolled. How do you not give the ball on fourth and short to McCaffrey? He's the best player in the league. You give it to your fullback. Horrible, horrible play call. And then you lose. I mean, you got these guys like, you know, they thought they won the Super Bowl when they beat the Panthers on Sunday. It's insane. And then, you you know, and then all the shitty teams are still shitty. I thought Joe Burrow looked good. I'm happy to see that they have a better, you know, Andy Dalton was always a decent quarterback. So it's not like they never had a quarterback. It's just they couldn't keep their players out of jail um, for the most part. But, um, you know, I... It was, exci- it was a very exciting weekend, and I thought everything was cool. Besides the whole fans thing, there's one thing you do notice is home field advantage doesn't matter, and there's going to be less penalties because you can hear the cadences of the quarterback, and you hear so many F-bombs. It's so funny. There's a funny YouTube thing, too. You can get, uh, base- They've already done it for Major League Baseball, but there's just like an F-bomb like uh, montage, like co- compilation, 
so funny. And they're going to do it for football, too. You know that's going to happen. Because I, I just heard it all game long, and it's hysterical. So, all right. So, last thing, um, you know, last year, I called it. I called it this year, too. Bobby Dahlback, five straight games, five home runs. You have not seen that since um, Ozuna. And I believe the last, the other person to do that was Nomar for the Red Sox. So this dude, Dahlbeck, is special. Um, I hope that we're not just using him for trade bait. You know, they're saying that the Red Sox are going out getting pitching. But you got to keep a kid like him who's young, who's got the power swing. I'm, like I said, he's like a he's like a right-handed Jim Tomey. The dude's hitting opposite field home runs in Fenway. Just, just and, and pop flies. So... At the end of the year, at the end of the season, we're going to look back and say, worst season ever, most weirdest season ever. But we got to give credit when credit's due to some of the rookies that did decent. And, you know, Dahlbeck's one of them. Arroyo, that kid had some decent games. You know, we, we beat a few games against the Rays, and they're, the you know, one of the best teams in the AL. Um, I can't wait for baseball playoffs. I said that last week. Um, the A's look great. They lost Chapman, but... Chapman, um, but they got a couple backup guys. I saw a kid last night. I think his last name is like Lamb or something like that. Hit, hit a home run. And I I just got YouTube TV and it's so much easier than Hulu or anything else. It's just fast and it just, you get all this stuff. I might keep it um, just for sports, but you have um, like listening to live baseball at home. Like you really can hear the, the balls like just getting mashed and the A's absolutely destroyed the Mariners last night. I watched that game. Um, and then you got the socks on tonight and that's about it. Um, again, still not drinking. I feel great. I'm gaining weight obviously because I'm just like, again, making Doritos casserole and, um, I'm making so many at home pizzas. Um, but it feels good. I'm clear. And I will say one thing I've actually (laughs) discovered the world of non-alcoholic alcohol. If that makes any sense, I, started with an old duels which is the, the it's like the worst thing ever it's embarrassing people know you're drinking old duels and you look like a loser um you look like one you're not one because you're you know you're doing the right thing staying healthy and not drinking alcohol but then i started like dabbling and i went out the other day and i ordered a um because i you know i usually drink soda water and you know i guess it kind of feels like i'm having a cocktail but these i'm telling you right now the heineken zero right Zero alcohol. They brew it strictly for non-alcohol. It tastes exactly like a beer, and it's amazing. Like I watch football, drinking my fake beer, and it th- I thought I was drinking. Like I, I, the best part is, I woke up not dehydrated and not with a hangover, but I still had the taste of beer, which is really what I like. I don't know if I actually like feeling like shit and like uncontrolled and and not control of myself. Actually, I actually just like the taste of alcohol. To be honest, and. The second thing is my um, my fiance picked it up at Total Wine. They have everything, by the way. Um, it was like a non-alcoholic, well-being IPA. Again, this thing tastes just like an IPA. And with my Doritos casserole, <laughs> I wash that down. And again, it's 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 the taste. It's the you're still getting your beer belly, and you're just not. Well, it's less calories, but you're not. Um, feeling like absolute dog shit in the morning. I'm telling you guys, if you're trying to limit like your hangovers or just like get the itch off, but not have the repercussions of actually feeling like shit in the morning, you have to try it. Heineken Zero, well-being IPA.
I'm planning on going to get the, uh, they have non-alcoholic whiskey and non-alcoholic gin that I'm interested in trying as well. Um, that I'm going to pick up this week just to see what it's all about. I'll have that for the weekend. So I'll be making some uh, whiskey gingers uh, and just not feeling like shit. I mean, guys, it's, you know, if you're in your 30s like me, it's definitely something that you need to start con- considering because life is, there's so much shit on your plate, you know, and you got to deliver. And some of my friends who have kids that listen to this, you, you got to be on your ball because the kids are up at six in the morning fucking making noises and shit, you know? Why not get the feeling of drinking, but not feeling like shit? Again, you guys can laugh, make fun of me all you want, but I'm just saying, you know, it's delicious. And <laughs> it's getting me through the times, all right? So don't judge me. But anyways, um, this was a, one of my longer pods, but I had to go over some stuff. I hope everybody has a great week, and, you know, we'll see what happens with Thursday Night Football and everything else with the Celtics. Be safe, be smart, and... uh Wash your ass.